Welcome to the Well Woman Show, where we use intersectional feminism, mindfulness, leadership, and strategy to support smart women to change the world without anxiety, insecurity, and burnout. On the show, we challenge the status quo and support you to unlearn harmful messages that keep you playing small so you can activate your superpowers and live with joy, confidence, and ease. I'm your host, Giovanna Rossi. Hello, well women. Happy Wednesday or whatever day you're tuning in. This week, if you're listening as the podcast is published in the US, we are preparing for uh, Thanksgiving, which is going to look very different for a lot of people. And so I'm not actually going to spend a whole lot of time today talking about Thanksgiving necessarily, but it did bring up some uh, thoughts and practices around gratitude and self-compassion. And I know for those of you out there who are leaders, who are in a position of leadership, either at work, in your business, in your home, um, in your community, and you're struggling to maintain or find uh, self-compassion, we're going to talk about that today. So the idea here is how to tap into self-compassion as a place of power for you. And what does that look like? I want to bring up the work of Kristen Neff, who wrote The Proven Power of Being Kind to Yourself. The book is actually called Self-Compassion, The Proven Power of Being Kind to Yourself. And I want to share the three main pieces that she writes about here regarding self-compassion and then sort of relate them back to our well-woman lives and our role in our family, in our work, and in our community as leaders. The way that Kristen Neff talks about self-compassion is she really defines self-compassion in three ways. I want to share those with you first, and then we can kind of go into each of the three. So as Kristen Neff defines it, self-compassion entails three core components. First, it requires self-kindness, that we be gentle and understanding with ourselves rather than harshly critical and judgmental. Second, it requires recognition of our common humanity, feeling connected with others in the experience of life rather than feeling isolated and alienated by our suffering. And third, it requires mindfulness, that we hold our experience in balanced awareness rather than ignoring our pain or exaggerating it. So she says we must achieve and combine these three essential elements in order to be truly self-compassionate. And she talks about how Western culture places great emphasis on being kind to our friends, families, and neighbors who are struggling, but not so much when it comes to ourselves. And when we make a mistake or fail in some way, we're more likely to hit ourselves over the head with a club than put a supportive arm around our own shoulder. So as you know, if you're listeners to The Well Woman Show or if you're in The Well Woman Academy, we do talk about this a lot because we tend to do this. And then there's the whole sex and gender lens as well, which adds to this. Uh, which is that women tend to be socialized to take care of everybody else and, you know, not focus on ourselves as much. So we add that into the, into the mix here and self-kindness by definition means that we stop the constant self-judgment and disparaging internal commentary that most of us have and that we have come to see as normal. And it requires us to understand 
our failures instead of condemning them. And it really means seeing like seeing clearly the extent to which we harm ourselves through relentless self-criticism and ending our internal war. Now, you may be listening thinking, yeah, I'm totally down with that. Like that is something I struggle with all the time. Or you might be right at the beginning of this process and this might, you know, you might be thinking, wow, I do that. And I hadn't really thought about that before. So wherever you are in your own process or your own journey, we can all come to this with the same readiness to look at self-kindness and and stopping the self-judgment. It also involves actively comforting ourselves, right? So responding to ourselves just as we would to a friend who is having a hard time. Some of the exercises we've done in the past in the Well Woman Academy have been just that, like really experiencing what what does it actually feel like to comfort ourselves as we would comfort a friend. And we'll be right back. I'm so thankful for support from High Desert Yoga, promoting optimum physical health, clarity of mind, and spiritual inspiration for all. You're invited to join me for a brand new monthly group experience over in the Well Woman Academy. This is a monthly group that includes access to the full six-week course based on feminism, mindfulness, and the Well Woman Life Framework. It includes weekly groups, coaching sessions with me, as well as office hours and a private Facebook group to share and grow. Don't get me wrong, this is hard work, but with these tools, you will easefully find the time to do the course, get the coaching, and reach your goals monthly. If you find yourself worrying about whether you'll ever make it in the thing you're pursuing, waking up in the middle of the night with anxiety, lacking the energy you need to get everything done, stuck in some aspect of leading your team, procrastinating on moving forward with projects and tasks, or in a leadership role but second-guessing yourself constantly, I'd love to introduce you to the Well Woman Academy. It's for smart, high-achieving women changing the world who want to overcome anxiety, burnout, perfectionism, and insecurity. The result? You get to live your well woman life, a life of joy, ease, and abundance, even when things are tough all around you. Visit wellwomanlife.com slash academy to learn more. We're back on the Well Woman Show. I want to talk about the second area, the second component rather that Kristen Neff talks about. And that is... um, recognition of the of the common human experience so acknowledgement of the interconnected nature of our lives helps us to distinguish self-compassion from mere self-acceptance or self-love although self-acceptance and self-love are important they're incomplete by themselves they leave out an essential factor other people compassion is by definition relational Compassion literally means to suffer with, which implies a basic mutuality in the experience of suffering. The emotion of compassion springs from the recognition that the human experience is imperfect. Why else would we say it's only human to comfort someone who's made a mistake? Self-compassion honors the fact that all human beings are fallible, that wrong choices and feelings of regret are inevitable, no matter how high and mighty one is. When we're in touch with our common humanity, we remember that the feelings of inadequacy and disappointment are shared by all. This is what distinguishes self-compassion from self-pity. 
Whereas self-pity says, poor me, self-compassion remembers that everyone suffers and it offers comfort because everyone is human. The pain I feel in difficult times is the same pain that you feel in difficult times. The triggers are different. The circumstances are different. The degree of pain is different, but the process is the same. You can't always get what you want. This is true for everyone. So we often become scared and angry when we focus on undesired aspects of ourselves or our lives. We feel helpless and frustrated by our inability to control things, to get what we want, to be who we want to be. We rail against things as they are, and we cling to our narrow vision of how things should be. Every single human is in the same boat. The basic, uh, the beauty of recognizing this basic fact of life is that it provides deep insight into the shared human condition. So that's the second area that Kristen Neff really focuses on. And again, this is from her book, The Proven Power of Being Kind to Yourself, uh, Self-Compassion. She has different exercises in the book that some of them we do in the Well Woman Academy, and they're extremely helpful in really operationalizing this in a sense, right? Like really getting a a sense of what what it feels like to be self-compassionate. And I want to share with you her third key ingredient of self-compassion, which is mindfulness. Mindfulness refers to the clear seeing and non-judgmental acceptance of what's occurring in the present moment, facing up to reality. The idea is that we need to see things as they are, no more, no less, in order to respond to our current situation in the most compassionate manner. So to give ourselves compassion, we first have to recognize that we are suffering. We can't heal what we can't feel. And we often fail to recognize feelings of guilt, defectiveness, sadness, loneliness, and so on as moments of suffering that can be responded to with compassion. When you look in the mirror and decide you're too short or that your nose is too big or or, or other things, do you immediately tell yourself that these feelings of inadequacy are painful and deserving of a kind, caring response? (laughs) Probably not. We certainly feel the sting of falling short of our ideals, but our mind tends to focus on the failure itself rather than the pain caused by failure. This is the crucial difference. The moment we see something about ourselves we don't like, our attention tends to become completely absorbed by our perceived flaws. In that moment, we don't have the perspective needed to recognize the suffering caused by our feelings of imperfection, let alone to respond to them with compassion. So again, this is a great, just quick overview of, uh, of self-compassion. And, and so the first one is, is self-kindness. The second one is experience of common humanity. And the third one is mindfulness. And we work with mindfulness a lot in the Well Woman Academy. And I just want to share um, a practice that can be helpful in terms of mindfulness and, and seeing things as they are without judgment. And so I want to share with you the three treasures practice. And this is where, you know, just set a couple of, of minutes aside and, and just bring to mind yourself. May I be safe and protected. May I be healthy and resilient. May my life unfold with ease and joy. And the second part of the three treasures practice is to bring to mind someone that you love. May you be safe and protected. May you be healthy and resilient. May your life unfold with ease and joy. And the third piece is to bring to mind someone that you're having a hard time with. 
maybe a conflict. May you be safe and protected. May you be healthy and resilient. May your life unfold with ease and joy. And you can use that practice. It's a, it's a great sort of grounding practice that brings you back to gratitude and self-compassion. Um, there's also a, a basic gratitude practice that I highly recommend that I work with all my clients on. So if you're not already doing this, many of you might already be doing this, but if you're not, I highly recommend that you do it. It takes five minutes a day. So just a few minutes before bed, uh, grab your notebook and pen and just write down three things. It can be a word or a sentence, three things that you're thankful for. That's all. And if you really just feel like you don't have anything to be thankful for right now, this is a great practice to dig a little deeper under the surface and just find those things that that you can be grateful for in this moment. The other thing that I would love to suggest, and I'll leave you with this, is to write a thank you note to someone who's made a difference in your life. And this can be just a quick note, or it can be you know, a longer journaling exercise that you either decide to share or not, but bring to mind someone who's made a difference in your life and write them a thank you note. You know, it may be somebody that you haven't had the chance to thank. It might be somebody who's already passed away and that you didn't get a chance to thank and you can do that now. It may be, you know, the grocery store clerk or the delivery person or the post postman or woman, and you want to just write a a thank you note to them because they're making a difference in your life. So whoever you choose, I'd love to hear about it in the Well Woman community group. You can go to wellwomanlife.com slash community and join us there and share share your gratitude practice and, and your thank you note. And we'll continue the conversation over there. Have a wonderful, safe, happy Thanksgiving if you're in the US and and even if you're not just let's use this week as a as a time for reflection on self-compassion as a place of power and being thankful for that which we have. Until next time, have a super powerful week. That's it for our show today. Remember, if you need support to live your well woman life, head over to wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook to join our community. As a reminder, we are on NPR every week. So be sure to tune in at npr.org slash podcasts and search for The Well Woman Show. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a moment and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a review. This helps raise visibility, which is super helpful when it comes to producing the show every week. For feedback, comments, or just to let me know you were listening, find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Well Woman Life. I'm Giovanna Rossi for The Well Woman Show. Until next time, have a super powerful week.